Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Seriously, man, you don't really think we're going to see any Canutes and 41 Rockies jerseys here at Coors Field, do you? I mean, no offense, I know you're a local and all, but that was a long time ago. You never know. I've seen some old guy jerseys around here, haven't you? In fact, I actually heard from a really good source. You mean you saw it on Twitter. Whatever. I heard that Chad Cool's wearing 41 now for the Rockies because he grew up a Milwaukee Brewers fan and he watched me wearing number 41 back in the day. That, you know, that's pretty cool, right? I see what you did there, Mark. Yeah, okay, wait. Look, he's right over there. Let's just go ask him. Well, you know, we probably shouldn't bother him. What do you mean? We're media. That's our job. Follow me. Uh, okay, but, but let me ask him. Hey, Chad, I'm Mark Knutson. This is Manny Randall. We do a podcast called the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. He came up with the name. Congrats on your great start to the season. Are you liking it here? He's got a question for you, Chad. Okay, I heard somewhere that you're wearing number 41 here as a Rocky because, you know, I wore it a while back. A long okay, while back. Okay, whatever. I wore 41 in Milwaukee, as I'm sure you know, since I heard you grew up a Brewers fan and all. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Delaware. Um, you know, kind of watched the Phillies kind of growing up, but uh, never really heard of you. So when they gave me 41, I don't think it really had some uh, significance behind it. Sorry. Yeah, what's what show am I on? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. We go off script a bit this week as we're joined by Tyler Kepner of the New York Times to talk Aaron Judge, Barry Bonds, Albert Pools, Shotei Otani, and more. Plus, which former Rocky has a chance to shine in this year's postseason? Are Rockies fans rooting for Nolan Arenado? Tyler is a wealth of knowledge, and you won't miss anything if you stay with us. We're back right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Many uh, postseasons rolling around. The Rockies are going to be watching like we are from, our, from their couches or the golf course nearest them or whatever. But um, we do want to talk about, before we get to the post postseason, and we will talk about some of the former Rockies that are playing in it, Adam Ottavino has been in every postseason since nineteen since twenty seventeen, staggering. <laughs> but um, nineteen ninety seven. So. You no, know, well, since twenty seventeen. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about the historic end of the regular season because this really has been a regular season for the ages for the aged, I guess I should say, right? Albert right. Pujols, um, some of the things Justin Verlander, some of the things some of these guys are doing, and they're doing it clean. Now, this is a topic I know, Manny. You were all over uh, Twitter this week about the Aaron Judge Barry Bond situation. Uh, Tyler Kemper is going to join us now and, and help us sort through this a little bit. And Tyler, welcome to the program. Sure. Nice to be back, guys. Noted author, Tyler Kepner. I'm sorry. I should have... <laughs> Noted yeah. author. And Noted I got, author. Yeah, just, I, we were just talking about this before we started this, but my my little daughter, she's six years old, and she got me uh, Tyler's mm -hmm. book uh, called K, which is the which is the history of baseball in 10 pitches. So it was really awesome. Uh, and, and Tyler apparently has another book coming out next week on the World Series. So the great Tyler Kepner, New York Times, national uh, baseball writer. It's awesome to, to be able to, uh, to to get started on these books. So definitely check that out. But Tyler, thanks for joining us. I think um, let's just get into the judge thing because, uh, you know, you've seen the, the 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 debates and everything on Twitter, especially because that's all we do on Twitter. Um, 
that you know what's the real home and roger maris jr has been all over this yep. about you know kind yes, of on this, on this kind of crusade to to really push for judge to be you know if he you know reaches 62 to be considered the uh the true home run king and and really you know by by virtue of that he's it's to consider roger maris the, the true home run king right now at this moment so uh, tied with judge so um what where do you fall on that um I, I i think this is a really to me a matter of simplistic thinking versus nuanced thinking really uh, as far as what the quote-unquote real home run record is and how simple is it or is it not to just say certain records can be just invalidated and and what does what implications does that hold for the rest of baseball history yeah, it would, it would be a very, very slippery slope to start uh, taking away records and things that we saw um, happen. Um, there were steroid users all over the rosters of many World Series champions. Um, so what do we do about that? You know, what do we do about home runs that steroid pitchers gave up to steroid hitters? Um, you know, it, it's just the way I look at it is that baseball and the union didn't care enough about having a clean game back then so that's sort of what they got i mean um yes it was cheating in the sense that if you would ask barry bonds are you doing steroids he would have not have told you so they knew it was it was not something that they wanted to publicize but it was also something that the league and the union never um agreed to look at so barry bonds you know was was always you know a member of good standing of the mlb family he was always able to play um, those games counted, and because they did, that's the record. Now, having said that, Roger Maris Jr. of anybody in the world is entitled to have that opinion. Um, he was up there at, at Bush Stadium, and um, in '98, and and Mark McGuire kind of made a fool of him. Um, you know, uh, again, I don't know what McGuire could have said. Um, he certainly wasn't going to confess every, anything that night. It was just the way the game was. But looking back on it, it's it, it you really cringe to see, um, you know, McGuire standing up there as the new heir to the Maris record and everything, and and then Sosa and Bonds, and you know now uh, what was going on. So um, I don't blame Roger Maris Jr. Uh, whatsoever. It's a it's a great story for him um, to have a guy like Judge on the Yankees be the one to tie and maybe break his dad's record. Um, but he's Roger Maris Jr. and you know there's only one. Um, of him and the rest of us can can look at the record uh, maybe with a little different perspective. I'm going to take this a, another direction. Um, and Todd, I don't disagree with anything you said, but I will add this. Before there were steroids, there were amphetamines and other forms of cheating. It's been going on since the dawn of time. Sure. Are we going to take away? What if we found, you know, Jimmy Smith for, I'll just throw out a name, Jimmy Smith um, broke the stolen base record and he was using amphetamines all the time. And well, I'll he even, was I'll do you one better than that. Why don't we go back and, and look at Bobby Thompson's uh, shot her around the world? That was he saw that pitch coming. Yeah, uh, right. because they were there was an elaborate scheme to steal uh, signs with binoculars right. from center, uh, above the center field clubhouse back in 1951. Right. So we, we have actual examples right. going back through history of guys, of people that cheated. So we're going to take away the pennant from that 51. Yeah. Giant team. Well, and, and, right. You know. Right. And think about it with the, with the amphetamines, for instance, um, what steroids did for, for Mark McGuire. I, listen. I worked out with Mark McGuire. I saw how hard the man worked. Nobody worked harder than him. Maybe mm. Nolan Ryan, but that's about it. Guys mm. that put in the time and the effort. But what Royds did and whatever, whatever Mark used allowed him to recover quicker, allowed him to stay at peak performance level longer, allowed him to do what he could normally do 
when he was exhausted or would have normally been exhausted or out of gas or injured because he was injured a mm-hmm. lot. Amphetamines did the same thing for a lot of guys, especially the guys whose game was based on speed and, and agility and things of that nature. So I don't think you can brand all cheaters in the same manner, which makes this slope even slipperier in my mind. What, where do we define cheat, cheating to begin yeah. with? Were guys who were using amphetamines, were they cheating? Because it wasn't against the rules. It was just something you didn't talk about. Same with steroids in the 90s. It wasn't against the rules. It was just something you didn't talk about. Now, if guys got them, maybe obtained them illegally, that's one thing. But it wasn't against baseball rules. So I just don't think I'm, I'm with you on this, Manny. I don't think you can separate or asterisk any rules or do anything like that because there's just no way to, to categorize things. There's no way to say, well, this guy was clean. This guy wasn't. And we don't know. It makes it, it ruins, we'll never know. It ruins statistical history. It, it, it does. It and it's just not. You I can't mean, do it. it. And it's unfortunate that, that that stain is on the game. But I think it's well past just performance enhancing drugs i think it goes back into amphetamine use and whatever else it's all the same thing right and it's right, all right. part of baseball and it's all just it's all just applying context to it right i mean like you know i, I i'm yeah. sure there there exactly. are people out there who could easily say that hey nothing before 1947 in baseball matters right and again right. you know, the greatest the greatest injustice of all was keeping a whole race of people out of the game right. um i mean you really mutated the records that way because it wasn't the best guys playing by right collective choice of the owners so like it, it was just you know the 1919 world series what do we do with that you know the black Sox were on the take so it counts the reds fly a flag they were better than the white Sox anyway but you know they they fly a flag and it happened we know the context but that's just what his, history is right it's just context it's reconciling context um you know with 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 what happened but exactly. yet there is something to be said I mean, there's something to be said for what guys have done without benefit of of, of help in this area. What Justin well, Verlander has done this year. Is special. I mean, that's right? why we still have. I agree. I mean, that's why, you know, I just don't understand. There's, you know, there, there's this, uh, we, we live in a society. I mean, our society is so polarized with everything that it's almost like it has to go to one of the poles, right? You have to be on the other side or else it, you, yeah. your voice doesn't count. It's the bottom line is, is that there's nuance to these things. You, you know, yep. you can you can you can say 73 is the record while understanding that it's really special. I remember when Giancarlo Stanton was at uh, he was here back in 16 or 17 yep. when he was at, yep. in the mid 50s. And it was like September. Yeah. And I remember he went one for he went one for 12 in the series. Didn't do anything. I don't remember what he did in the series. Yeah, he went remember, one for 12 and didn't hit a home run. Yeah. I remember asking him about like the number 61. And and he said, absolutely. I mean, they, it's very clear that that people within the game outside, of the, they understand that. You know what Barry Bonds did? He did with help, he, right? Mm-hmm. Barry, Barry Bonds. If you haven't, if if anyone hasn't read League of Shadows, I highly recommend it. A great book by um, Mark Panarawadu, Wadu, um, who who broke that story, the Balco story of the San Francisco Chronicle. You know, all the way back then. But you know, it gets inside the psyche of Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, he was already far better, a far better player than Mark yeah. McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And he's like, all right, you got, you know, if you want, you want to see steroids, then I'll do that too. You know, let me show you what I can do. And and he did. He he basically accomplished what he wanted to, not condoning it, but he accomplished what he wanted to. He wanted to show the world <laughs> what the almost nearly perfect hitter could be. You know, basically Barry Bonds was already the, he's he's the best player I have ever laid eyes on and watched personally before PEDs. Um, Mike Trout is is getting to that level as well, but um before peds but then when he got peds it's like he got one pitch in the strike zone a night and it, it sounds like he hit it out 
-hmm. and it was like this guy is was just basically the most feared man who ever stepped to the plate because he got walked what 148 times 140 Aaron Judge has been walked 19 times intentionally this year and Barry Bonds walked intentionally I think 140 times in 2004 he was the most yeah, feared it was 100, 120 I think it was, 120 it was, he broke the game he, he broke the he game broke the and... game it was like video it was like a video game he just said video game numbers beyond video game numbers right. and he accomplished what he wanted to do. and I think people understand if you just think about it a little bit you can understand that's context you see that Bonds you know, grew. He was not the same uh, uh, size. He was, he absolutely was doing something. Um, and so, and we saw Sammy Sosa overnight virtually change right. from a 30 30 right. guy to a 60 10 guy, right? So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, so, so we can see that, but there has to, it seems like there has to be this you're either on the side of the records, the record, and just everybody, everybody shut up who doesn't, you know, acknowledge that uh, or, or who thinks 62 is still special. And then, or on the other side, you know, you're like, no, 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 he cheated. It shouldn't be a record. So, I mean, it really comes down to, I think, you know, I think you're exactly reality. right, man. We have to, re we have to appreciate what some of these guys are doing without any help. Like, again, I started to mention Justin Verlander, 39 years old, coming back yeah. off Tommy John surgery, point. having a season for the ages. Albert Pujols hitting 700 home runs without ever a, a hint of, of using anything he shouldn't have used. This is miraculous. Not even to mention Shotei Otani, who we haven't mentioned, almost threw a no-hitter the other day and is one of the most feared hitters in the American League. Would be a back-to-back -back MVP if yeah. anything other than and what Any other year, yeah. So it really is remarkable, and, it, and you're right. We have to take time to appreciate these guys as well as understanding that the record belongs to Barry Bonds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we get dragged back into the into the steroids debate um, because baseball is, is so um, – you know, we, we love our history in baseball. It's, it's a big part of the appeal of the game is, is the tradition and the history. So when you debate the, the you know, the importance of a, of a record, um, you know, you're going to get dragged back to that era. It happens every year around, around Hall of Fame time, too. Yeah. Um, but it, it you guys are right in that it, it shouldn't obscure the greatness that we're seeing now. Um, right. You know, it really shouldn't take away the fact that other guys did this sort of thing when they were, you know, pretty old and enhanced shouldn't take away the fact that hey these guys are passing all the tests this year yep. and we're still seeing all-time greats do some all-time great things um for albert pools to finish with this kind of flourish in his career um and get yeah. to 700 702 now um that's really special and for verlander yeah. to um you know probably win a cy young and have you know have this kind of dominant season after missing two years after tommy john um, that's an all-time great doing all-time great things, and that's these are the kinds of seasons we'll look back historically and say, "Wow, you know that was let's, that let's was really put, wild." Let's put Judge's season into context a little bit, um, because you know we we've never you know one more home run, and we can say this with with authority with with, with we can back this up. He will have become the 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 man to hit the most home runs without being connected to PEDs in one season, mm -hmm. most home runs in one season without mm -hmm. having connections to performance and anything joints. That's saying a lot. Um, yeah, I mean the baseball changes, the you know year to year, the run environment changes. But I mean, even if you go back to Maris, I think his OPS plus was like one sixty seven or something like that. Where I'd have to check, but it was in the one sixties. Judge is way over two hundred. I mean, Judge is like doing in a season in which could win the triple crown, couldn't he? He could. Yep. It's now He's kind close. of an outside chance now, but uh, he could still. And but for him to do what he's doing compared to the rest of the league, how 
how historic are we? What, what, you know, people were starting to say this is one of the greatest seasons of all time. And yeah, I think it is. I don't think I would put it as far as some people have gone to say it's like top five of all time. But I mean, this is one of the great seasons of all time, especially given what his peers are doing compared. I think Schwarber has 44 home runs and then nothing until you get to judge at 62. That's, that's what, that's what makes it so special is, is the comparison to your peers. Um, Because there's nobody close. You're right. I mean, Schwarber in the national league, he's had a terrific power year, but it's, it's nothing like this. There's nobody's going to get 50, let alone 60, 61. Um, And yeah, he just leads in everything. I'm looking at Maris's stats. Maris obviously was MVP and had a, had a hit all time memorable season, but he didn't lead in, in, in any of the slash categories. I mean, he had, he led the, he led the league in runs and homers and RBIs and total bases. And it was an amazing career year. His second MVP in a row, by the way, but, um, but he didn't lead in anything um, in any, any of the splash lines and judge just dominates all of them. I mean, you know, he, yeah, he, he may not win the um, batting title. He's very close, but whether or not he does, he's, he's going to be well over 300. Yeah. Um, Leads the majors oh, on base, slugging, uh, obviously OPS, OPS plus, total bases, you name it, and and of course runs, homers, and RBIs, and walks. So I, it's just and and I tell you guys, watching all of his at bats at Yankee Stadium after his 60th homer, from his 60th homer on, um, I didn't go to Toronto, but I saw the rest of that homestand. It was really impressive that he never got out of his zone. You know that he was willing to to uh, you know, hit some doubles and take a lot of walks and not expand on two strikes. You know, he, he worked deep counts and he got some pitches to hit that he fouled back, but he, he was, in other words, he wasn't getting outside of himself. He was still playing the game the way it's supposed to be played, not, not trying to turn it into home run derby. Um, and I think we've continued to see that, you know, it's been a little bit of a struggle to get um, two more homers. He's only hit one home run um, since that 60th way back when I think it was the 23rd or something or you know, 24th, no, 17th. I don't know. Um, that's another, that's another topic is that we see, it seems like we're seeing a lot of guys saying, I'm not going to be a footnote to history. I just don't want right. to be <laughs> forever. Mark, yeah, you I mean, they get a lot of, a lot of breaking balls off. The, they're very careful with him. He, yeah. So he's drawing, he's drawing a lot of walks in this, but um, maybe, I think only maybe one intentional walk. He does usually get a couple of strikes in there. Um, True. Yeah. But it's these, these deep counts. Cause he's a, he's a, he's a hell of a hitter, man. That's, and that's the point that he, <laughs> He played center field this year for a lot. Yeah. He run the base as well. Played defense. He's he's really done it all. He's not but, a one-dimensional slugger. But is he clearly the MVP? I guess how much? I guess the qu- better question is how much does team success factor in here? Because what Otani has done for a second straight year is unthinkable. It, it's just it's insane what he's done. And it yet, is- like Manny said, in this, any other year, he's hands down MVP again. Yeah, it is insane, and and it's it's even better than last year. His pitching is is, is better than last year, um, and his his offense isn't quite, but it's very very good. Um, you know, the writers named him unanimous MVP last year. I mean, I don't think there's any question about what an amazing, insane kind of talent he is. He's the best player in the world. You know, hands down. There's not even a debate anymore. Um, Otani is the best player in the world, um, and I think barring a historic you know achievement by by judge, um, Otani would would get the award and deserve it. And he'll probably get some votes. Um, but I think judge, because he's doing something that no one has seen in 61 years, um, that's something that 
I think we've got to, we, we, we need to honor. And I don't think it, it comes down so much to the team aspect anymore. I'm not a big, like, oh, his team wouldn't have won if he hadn't been there and all this stuff. I just, you know, I feel like all these games matter, even when they're, I think there's always competition out there and it's always valid. So I, I'm not as big on like, well, he was in the pennant race, so the games matter more. Um, you know, all the games matter. Um, but I just, I think it, it really should be Otani every year, unless there's a historic circumstance like this. I just think it would look weird historically to have this great kind of season by Judge and have him not win MVP. I mean, he's the story of the season. Um, on that topic of basically it's Otani every year, unless dot, 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 do we, are we in a place that we need to have some sort of separate category for Shohei Otani? Because uh, it's kind of like this uh, this um, uh, contract that they uh, read or this uh, contract agreement they reached for next year um, for thirty million dollars. You know, the, the, there were there were numbers being thrown out there as far as what could maybe have been with a straight face argued in in front of a, a judge. That would say, have been fun. That would have been 50, fun. <laughs> like fifty million. Like what? I mean, what are we talking yeah. about here? So, give you know along the same lines. Maybe Shohei Otani is just, you know, he's just on his own planet while we give everybody else on the on this planet an MVP, you know, there's an MVP award among them. And then we have, you know, but the problem with that is there's only one of Shohei Otani. So right. I mean, is there do we is there something different that we have to do? Because I think Michael Mike Petriello uh did a, a really interesting look at like does war capture uh Otani? You know, does war, you know accurately or i guess sufficiently captured the greatness of shohei otani and the answer is yes and no mm. um, because you have to yeah. split it up into what he's doing on the mound and what he's doing at the plate but the fact that he can do both things there's that kind of uh i guess unquantifiable element to having the ability to do both things um like go out there throw 100 miles an hour with the de devastating splitter and and have this almost throw a no hitter the other night then the next day come out and hit two home runs so like <laughs> do we is there something else that we need to do with respect to considering Otani when we're talking about accolades versus everyone else? Or can we? Maybe this is just not possible. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I, don't, I don't think we need to because I don't think it's – I mean, it's easy to say, well, he's going to do this every year. But in his first three years, he, he wasn't able to do it. You know, he got hurt. Pitchers get hurt a lot. Um you know, and this I don't might know be short-lived. We don't, I mean, it, I've talked to, I talked be. to a guy who pitched right. 50 years ago and he's like, you know what? I love Otani, but I, he's going to have to give up one or the other at some point. Yeah. It's remarkable what he's done already. Um, and if he continues to do it, like if he gets a you know big new contract next year and, and uh, you know, and, and he does it every year. Hey, uh, I hope so. That'd be exciting. But um, you know, Barry Bonds won four, four MVPs in a row. Um, and he won another, I had another stretch earlier where he won three out of four years. So it's, it, you know, it, you can stack these awards sometimes and, you know, Greg Maddox won four Cy Youngs in a row. I think Randy Johnson did too. Um, so guys go through these runs, you know, it wouldn't be, I mean, if Otani wins the MVP this year, I mean, I, again, I think judge should, but if Otani does, it's, it's still one of the greatest MVP seasons ever. Like it's, it's still going to be one of the, you know, upper echelon, of all seasons so it doesn't you know i i, I don't know it's it's but, whoever whoever wins it is going to have earned it and is going to fit pretty nicely historically but i, I do cool. think 
Well, Manny, what Manny was talking about uh, kind of harkens back to Bo Jackson, doesn't it? You're going to have to give up one or the other because we saw how great Bo Jackson was, destined to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Maybe in both sports, if he had just played one or the other, he probably would have uh, been a Hall of Fame. He didn't right? play in that AL or that um, that AFC champion. Was it the AFC? Yeah. Champion? What was it? Where AFC champion. Like second round or something against the Bengals. Yeah. But, so uh, who knows? You know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, though, right? I mean, Bo had to give up football. And then obviously it cost him his baseball career too. Otani has already been through a devastating arm injury. I mean, yep. Tommy John surgery. That, right? And it yeah. would have been very easy at that point. And I was one of them to say, you know what? You gave it Shut a try for pitching. You had Tommy John just be a great hitter. And he, to his credit, said, I've got more in me. And look at, look at what right. I see. Speaking of which, hey. um, uh, Otani bet on himself there on his arm and Judge bet on himself. And it just a, maybe this might be the greatest walk year on a on a on a contract <laughs> of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um, just um, what what happened where Judge was? I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Uh, let alone, you know, now you know, be chasing a, a hallowed mark, where, whether you you consider it a record or not. What um, from your perspective happened with Judge? I mean, he was great. He already had he already had the rookie mark, right? Fifty two home runs, um, but. And, but he but he cut down on his strikeouts. He's become a much better hitter overall. What happened this year with him that took him to this next level? Well, I think, you know, you bring up the contract. And I remember thinking that day, you know, when, when Catherine came out and said, basically he was just trying to save himself a bunch of text messages by just telling everybody, yeah, this is, this is what we offered him. And uh, $30.5 million a year, two thirteen and a half for seven years. And it really, at the time, that offer put, judge i think where he belonged in the marketplace um it was a you know a, a very respectful offer it wasn't like a, a big discount or anything but it was like well judge you know want was chasing the the highest cut you know guys like mookie betts and mike trout and you're like well is he really in their class i mean he gets hurt sometimes and you know he's a big guy he doesn't do all, he's not all around as the all-around player and he really he he saw himself that way and to go out and do it has been has been uh really unexpected and 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 that's and you don't get a lot of stories in new york especially where the reality exceeds the hype you know like yeah, no, nobody in new york of all places right nobody said yeah. that day you know what judge is going to go out and hit 60 home run or no one wrote the 60 home run column the night the day that he turned down that <laughs> offer you know and like and here it is it's like i remember sitting there at the world series of 2000 and we had done all the hype about you know the the rematch between Piazza and Clemens and what it's going to be like and just so much thought and analysis and writing about it. and then no one predicted that he was going to throw a bat at, yeah. at at Clemens I mean it was like the hype even the New York hype machine couldn't match reality and I think that's what we've seen with Judge you know everything he's done to uh, to work on his game and and to stay healthy um, and you know live live out that dream it's been an amazing amazing um, story. Just to, just on that also, uh, you 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 would know this better than most anyone. Um, Ellis Burks, friend of the podcast, he um, told he told me that because he played Boston all those all those years. He said you and he said I've always said this. You put certain guys in New York or Boston and they can't do it. Mm -hmm. just, there's just a whole different True. even if they're great baseball players yep. elsewhere. But so that how much to that. How much reality or how much of that do you think is true? And also then applying that to judge, he seems like he's just um, dealt with it beautifully. 
the whole time and and it's it's just he's just been so cool and calm under all this pressure just at least that's what it seems like yeah he really has he's the guy they look to in that clubhouse um you know he's the leader we you know from from even just maybe superficial symbolic things like he's the one who does all the music in the clubhouse you know but yeah. I, I think he you know he, he never played with Derek Jeter but I think you see a lot of that that same um that same kind of guy who's approachable and smart um and polite all the time you know and but you're never going to get you're never going to get him a snap you're never going to ask him a question that's going to catch him off guard uh he's humble he's very team oriented um and it's you know you say someone's humble who turned down 213 million he, it was it he's betting on himself and and just wanting to have that right the players have earned so you know nobody holds that against him um because obviously if there's any team who can pay it it's the yankees um so yeah he really does exemplify that sort of um you know that dignified kind of yankee um they and, refer to like, him as a captain out there i mean not, not the team or you know but fans seem to have kind of put that moniker out there is that not right yeah and i think i think as soon as he signs that contract i think that would be a cool thing you know if they if they if they announce the contract and say you know and and on this day we're also naming him captain because you know what else does the guy need to prove yeah. um, you know he's exemplary on and off the field there's never been any hint of controversy i mean he gives the 61st home run ball to his mom yeah, i mean it's, it's a yeah. lot it's a lot of um a lot of cheater qualities um to this guy and uh, except with a lot more power <laughs> And no gift gift baskets, at least. No, not, not <laughs> hey, before Todd, let you go, we just have a, we have a few minutes left here. Todd, I want to twist this back towards the Rockies a little bit. Um, postseason's rolling around. You're going to get the season playoff games. Um, DJ LeMahieu will be wearing pinstripes, just not purple pinstripes for for the Yankees. Um, who are the Rockies? I'll throw out some names. You know, Arenado, Romeo Tapia, Adovino. We mentioned earlier. Tyler Anderson's in uh, pitching for the Dodgers now. Tyler Matzik had that magnificent series last year. He's a for, World Series last year. He's a former Rockies uh, first-round draft pick. Who's going to have the biggest impact in the postseason of, of some of the guys who maybe have been Rockies in the past? Wow. Um, hmm. I'm trying to give you like a really random one, but uh, on, on the spot here, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not coming up with it. Um, you know, any of these teams are good enough to 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 have a pathway to – Except right. Um, I mean, the Cardinals with Arenado um, and and Goldschmidt on the corners. That that that's always interesting to me because those guys were these superstars in the AL West for so long, and you know now they're both on the same team. And you and know, they're still, really close. And they're really close. They've been yeah, really, yeah. before they were teammates, and still doing their thing at a, at a high level. But I'm not sure the Cardinals have that kind of starting pitching to to get them to go very far. I think Anderson has been a, a terrific story, a stabilizing force for the Dodgers. Um, and Ottavino certainly is, has, has reverted to, um, you know, the, the, the top level guy he was uh, at the end with the Rockies. So um, he could be a big deal for the Mets. Um, I, you know, who, who, which well, one was hurt, even? right? So I, that's a questionable one with his toe. I feel like he's had a really tough go of it. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, they, his his absence was one of the reasons that they really struggled for a while because um you know he's so important to what they do and and with his versatility and just you know high level 
all around play and he's been good. You know, he had some great playoff moments too. So, you know, they, they, they got him back, um, you know, in this Baltimore series, he, he had three at bats the other day. Um, so, you know, he is back, but you know, he's got three at bats since September 4th. So um, talk about a guy who I was a little bit worried about going to New York. DJ, yeah, DJ, yeah, you. DJ right. is a, is a really, he's not a talker. He's a very no. quiet guy, and um, as you guys, I'm sure I found out, but he's he's done fine. I mean, yeah, he, you know, because you don't have to be a, a a talker; you just have to be authentic, and that, and that's yeah, why it's just like, he, and that's, that's he, that why, he is. Yeah, he is, and that's kind of why it was a little hard. You know, well, one of the many reasons it was it was hard for a Rod is 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 because people always questioned like his authenticity. Hmm. Um, you know, was he trying too hard? Was he was he putting on an act? Like, you know, he would talk and and have good things to say, but. Um, it was, it's, it's more a question of just be who you are, you know, just be authentically who you are and, and be a stand-up dude. And, you know, DJ LeMahieu is, first of all, I mean, he's, he's played, he's performed, you know, outstanding, which really helps. Um, but, you know, he's just a, I think he's a sincerely good, quiet dude. Like, you know, you, you go up and talk to him, he's perfectly polite and fine. You know, I, he, we had him at our writer's dinner a few years ago and, you know, for player of the year or whatever he was in New York. And, he was great backstage with my son and you know all the all the people backstage he was totally cool you know but he's just yeah he's not an attention seeker and i think that's that's fine as long as it's who he is hey manny i got a question for you who's going to be the who's yes who's going to be the future former rocky to to stand out in the playoffs who's the current rocky who's going to be a stand up for somebody else in the playoffs <laughs> Is that how you look at things in Colorado? That's exactly how we look at things in Colorado. We have a lot of a lot of reason to do it. Um but, <laughs> That depends. Are the Las Vegas Fifty uh, Ones or whatever when they become a team when Chris expansion Bryan, team uh, when Chris Bryant needs to be traded um, over there to his hometown? How about them? I feel like him and Gallo and uh, and Harper will all be you know on that club by twenty twenty eight or twenty nine. <laughs> maybe maybe one of them if they have a surprise run in them. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> this team is you, it's it's all about you know the the future with Montero and Tovar and Coglia and all these guys now. So I don't. You know, it just depends on whether they can keep their keep whoever, whichever one of them put, becomes a star. You you need to keep them happy. That's the problem. Is put me to, down for Brendan Rogers. Brendan uh, Rogers. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Charlie. You know, Blackman sometime. Just what you know, at a bench role or something at the end of his career. Just be one of those like pinch hit extraordinaire guys for uh, mm-hmm. for no, a really he good. Would be good at that. I think he would. That yes, would be he would. a good role for him. You know, the, Yan- um, the Yankees have had some of those guys over the years, you know, guys like Ichiro was there at the end of his career, yeah, yep. you know, uh, you know, they've well, had, the Rockies uh, had Jason Giambi in that role and he did really well. Uh, well in it. Big G, we loved him, man. Talk Big, about it. Yep. Talk about a guy who who just was a genuine fun dude. I mean, he obviously was wrapped up in the steroid thing and everything, but like, well, it, he was that just shows the, a, the contrast a, between him and some of the other people who were wrapped yeah. up in it. Right. Everyone loved Giambi by the end. Yeah, I mean, he went and said, yeah, you know, I did it and, and I, I shouldn't have done it. It was wrong, whatever. But, like, you just got the feeling that Big G was just uh, – he was just out there to play ball and and and, and have fun and, and spread good cheer. I mean, like, well, you it's know, almost he was, like he said, uh, please let me back <laughs> in. Please, please forgive me because I want to keep playing. Yeah, he just he just yeah. loved baseball. And in the end, yeah. he, I think he was, like, the oldest player in the game. He just he just loved it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him with the way it turned out because it was tough there for a while for him actually self-inflicted. Um, but to end up as sort of a grand old man of the game, I thought that was a, that was a neat turn for the, for uh, Giambi at the end of his career. Well, I'll say this about a few or former Rockies who are in the postseason. I think Arenado, um, he's gotten that first division title that he's been 
coveting for all yep. this time for 10 years of his career. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see the reaction here. If he, if the Cardinals do make a run, because uh, it's very mixed around here about, about his, his leaving. And, and that's so wrong. You're right. But that's so wrong. That's just so no, wrong. because I'm, I, I'm happy for him honestly yep. to have we gotten out of this situation here because yep. um, it's just, this is a, not a, this is not a winning ball club and it's not going to be one for a while. So. Yep. You know, good for hey you. Tyler, who's going to win? Who's going to be in the World Series? Uh, poor boy. Um, as well, I don't know, man. I mean, who the heck knows, right? Um, I don't want to say. I don't want to just go chalk on you. Um, let's say it never something ends up different. Being chalk anyway. <laughs> let's say like it. Yankees Braves. How about yeah, that? Let's throw it back to 1996, man. Throw it back to 96, 98, 99, 99 yeah. 57 yeah. and 58 if we want to go real old school. Um, yeah, if that happens, we got you, I got to have you back on so we can reminisce about, about the late 90s, you know, so. Yeah, I was there, man. Yeah, very cool. Hey, Tyler, we really appreciate you joining Thanks, us as man. always. Awesome stuff, Tyler Kepner, New York Times. Noted author, Tyler Kepner <laughs> from the New York Times. Uh, you need to be getting Manny's book for your birthday. <laughs> All right, birthday. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you now. <laughs> I all right deal already have early words. birthday present yeah there you go. <laughs> all right Tyler. hey thanks, thanks for joining us we appreciate it. it thanks a lot enjoy the postseason all right you too all right manny we got to wrap up the regular season with your closer yeah it'll be it'll be uh on the other side of the break all right we'll be back right after this stay with us it's the park adjusted rockies podcast more after this for the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present look no further than denverautographs.com find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. The all-time single-season home run record is 73. It is. It was set by Barry Bonds in 2001. Well, four of those home runs came at Coors Field, so maybe the record should be 69. I kid, I kid, sort of. Anyway, with all respect to Roger Maris Jr., there is simply no feasible way we can either revoke Bonds' record or the home run totals of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who also were connected to performance-enhancing drugs, or create some sort of separate record without it detrimentally and drastically changing the landscape of baseball stats forever. If we're going to mark Bond's record as not a record, where do we stop with cheaters throughout baseball history? And there have been many. What about the 2017 Astros? Do we just award that World Series title to the Dodgers? What about the career home run list? How many do we take away from Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, and anyone else who was connected to PEDs? Or what about the late 1980s Oakland A's? with McGuire and fellow Bash brother Jose Canseco, who himself wrote an entire book about how he used steroids throughout his career. Do we confiscate the 1989 World Series trophy? What about Bobby Thompson's famous shot heard round the world in 1951, which won the pennant for the Giants and is one of the most well-known home runs in the history of the game? Thompson knew what pitch Ralph Branca was going to throw him in that situation thanks to an elaborate science-stealing scheme using binoculars from above the clubhouse in center field at the Polo Grounds. That led to the Giants' miraculous comeback in the month of September that year that even got Thompson into that spot in the first place. Or, as our guest on today's podcast, New York Times national baseball writer Tyler Kepner pointed out, what about the 1919 World Series? 
Do we take that away from the Reds because we know that the White Sox threw that series? It's pretty clear that we can't mess around with the record books. But what we can do is understand that when Aaron Judge hits number 62, he will be the only man who has ever done so without being connected to performance-enhancing drugs. And that is a monumental feat worth celebrating accordingly. Manny closes out the regular season, and we put the wraps on another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Tyler Kepner, national baseball writer for the New York Times, for sharing his takes. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.